Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off in I Jesus' name. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe his word is still the same, and I expect a miracle. A miracle. Just speak the word, I know my servants will be here. 
To, I want you to really try and listen to me very carefully. Um, my subject is what shall I give now? What should I give now? Matthew 13 and verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, And understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Amen. This is the parable of the sower, verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Now, 
the main thing is that um, you need to understand. He says, anyone who hears and doesn't understand, the wicked one comes to take something from you. So it is important to understand, not just to know, so, not just to believe. You may believe, but because you don't understand, when there is some kind of shaking or some kind of issue, because you don't understand, you are different. All right? One time I was in a plane, and uh, the plane started to shake. You know, but I was in the front of the plane with the pilots. All right? I was at the front of the plane with the pilots. Because the pilot asked me to sit there. So, when the plane started to shake, you get it? He explained to me that there is a wind blowing us to the left. You get it? Huh? Then he pointed to the something on the dashboard and there was an arrow pointing this way with a speed. He said that the, speed, the wind that is blowing us this way, this is it here and that's the speed. Oh yes. So he, he was very calm. But me, I understand that it not. And I was afraid. Are you with me? So when you understand something, you are more stable and you are deeper in God. Amen. So I want you to understand the word of God. I need you to understand God and understand his word and what we are doing. All right? So you, you must understand why you are in church. Yes. You must understand why you are here. And you must know what you are here for. There's a song somebody wrote, we know what we want. Yes. We know what we want. So, I need you to flow and go deeper in your understanding. And I just want to say something about the church. You know, since I became a Christian and I became a pastor, right, I've always been, le- I've always been leading people to work for God. And you know, it has built one of the biggest churches. And I don't have an apology for that. And strongest churches. Our church is very strong. Very strong and very resilient. And the church is widespread and growing and full of young people. 
We, we don't have apologies for that. And for what our aim is. Our aim is not to have money. Yes. Don't, I want you to understand today, dear. I want you to understand a lot of things. Yes. Our, our aim is not to have money. But you see, if you understand the word of God, you will find out that rather when you aim to do the work of God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That one rather brings money. This morning I was watching a Mercedes Benz that was coming into church. Very sleek and beautiful. Aqua, elegant car. Yeah, it's a Mercedes. Yes, for elegant car there. I mean, if you are talking about class and beauty, that is moving. I remember years ago, I said that a day will come, you'll be bringing your Mercedes. And even one day, they will be having Mercedes competitions. Yes, just Mercedes competition on the car park. An unofficial competition. They'll just be lining themselves like that, you see that. That. Oh yes. And you see that yours is now old. You have to change it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Mercedes Club. Oh yes. Practically. You realize that yours is from those days when we used to have car numbers like GF. <laughs> My father's car number was GF. GF something. I, I know the number, but I don't want to say it. Rather, when you do the work of God, you see that you prosper. So, we are not here for money, but we are here for the work of God. Alright? Now, we are putting 7,000 chairs downstairs. 7,000 chairs. Wait. Because upstairs people are usually some way. So, yes. So, it's 7,000 chairs downstairs. Yes. And minimum of at least the downstairs we want to. Upstairs is up, consider it as a bit, a bit far overflow. Yes. And we are working. Okay, for souls to be won and souls to be established. That's to understand things. You know, when I became a Christian, when somebody comes forward to give his life to Christ twice, it becomes a problem. It's like, why? Why do you come to give yourself to Christ for the second time? It means that the person, was he saved the first time? Or he doesn't understand what is happening. So our people must understand what is happening. We can't be giving our life to Christ every Sunday. So we need more class teachers. Now the reason why we have long, the service is a bit long, is because it's not long. That's the reason why our service is it's not long. Because we don't have any time that restricts us, and we don't want that. 
Now, we can have short services and we are going to have, we are going to start and to have short services. So wait, so that you see that we can have powerful short services. Because we are a flowing church. It's not only the flow church that flows. First love flows. Flow is a first love overflow. Yes. <laughs> so there is anything can happen. We can have a church service that lasts one hour, 30 minutes. Not that we've restricted it, but we can have a service like that. And have classes after. We can come to church and say that, oh, it's today we had only for service for one hour. And now we are doing classes. Please, anybody who has become so old that you need traditions. Look, after church, come and see us. We'll show you the way to go to another place. We are flowing here. Yes. Try to understand. We are not here to spend a lot of time or try to do this. No, 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 no. We are, we are working for the Lord. And as your pastor, my aim is to encourage you always to work for God. I'll be always encouraging you that you do something for Jesus. He saved you, and that is your reasonable service. Tonight's concert is that reasonable service. That is the, that is tonight's concert. Reasonable service. It's the song that is for, uh, the theme song for the concert. Reasonable service. Oh, yes. Yes. Reasonable service. But this is your reasonable service. Yes. So, flexibility and also understanding. I need you to really understand God. And understand, because you see, there are other things that can happen. Maybe you are young, you've not even married. Or maybe no one has proposed to you. Before you realize you are annoyed with God. That God, why has no one proposed? Yes, at my age. No one has proposed to me. And Lord, I don't understand why. And I don't see my type in the church. Ground floor. We are moving to a ground floor campaign. Yes. Yes. You can marry and not be able to have a child. And you think God has forsaken me. God is angry. God hates me. Look at how I've served the Lord. People that have done so many things, they are pregnant and even throwing away some of the children. And here I am, faithful. What I'm saying is that if you don't go deeper and understand, when you experience certain things, it may throw you off. When you hear stories and slander, it may throw you off because you are not used to, you don't know that the way that Satan attacks God's people is to slander them and to smear them. Yes, to smear them and to slander them. This is how, this is how Satan works. And so the, a person who is closest to Satan 
Everybody say closest to Satan. It's a slanderer. Because the word slanderer is the word translated devil. Look, if you meet, I'll tell you a person who is closest to Lucifer, closest to the devil, as is possibly possible as a human being. The person is a slanderer, spreader of stories, and um, it's like he has, it's like on a campaign to let people know things, whether true or untrue, it doesn't even matter. That's the closest you have to the devil. So, even when the Bible says uh, a pastor or a deacon should marry the deacon's wife, she should not be a slanderer. It's not slanderer. The word is diabolos. She should not be a so The word slanderer is the word that is the word diabolos, of course, but I think the one who was translating was afraid to use the actual word. So he changed it to slander. And of course, I mean, if he translated, when he goes home, his wife will be asking him, are you the one who translated the whatever to slander? Uh, you said that Dickie's wife should not be a devil. Put that scripture on. Yes, 1 Timothy 3, 11. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderers. That word is diabolos. It's the same and the devil entered into Judas. And the devil, and he cast out the devil. It's this same word, diabolos. If you have your whatever, just tap it. You see the, the Greek word will come. You see that it's diabolos. Yeah. So anybody who is spreading stories, campaigning, do you know this? I want you to hear. These people don't follow that. They are doing this, this, that, and that, and so on. That is the closest you can ever have for a person. So the people that I've encountered who are the closest to the devil are these people who campaign with stories, lies, whether true, whether untrue, half true, it doesn't even matter. Because some people never recover from the lie you tell them. Even if it's 100% not true, they never recover. They never, never, never recover. Once you say that, it's like it's entered their minds, well, that's what I believe. That is it. it that, that's not what the point is. And the Bible calls us, when he's describing Lucifer in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel, he said that he goes around with traffic. And that word traffic is the word tailbearer in Leviticus. He's a tailbearer, so his wares, you see, is a merchant man, and his wares are tails. Lucifer in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28 by the multitude of his traffic, his merchandise. That's what he deals in. He deals in tales and stories and talking. Ezekiel 28. Huh? No, no, no. Come on. Somebody is there who doesn't know the Bible. Who, who, who came to work today? Yeah, verse 15. What's verse 15? Before this one. Thou was perfect. That's talking about Lucifer. From the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in you. The next one. And by the multitude of 
thy merchandise. Yes. And where is the word traffic? 18. Thou hast defiled thy iniquities. All right? By the iniquity of thy traffic. Yes. And you will see that the root of that word is like in a tail bearer. You should not tolerate a tail bearer. That's where that word comes from. So Satan goes around with tails. So I'm just telling you, the person closest to the devil you ever encounter is a person who goes, do you know this, 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 this? Do you know this, 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 this? Send a message, do you know this, this, this? Facebook, whatever, uh, um, social media, this, spreading stories, trying to, that's the closest you can get a person to, to be with, with, the, with the devil. Yes. That multitude of your traffic, of your iniquity. All right? I don't even know how we got into all this. But I'm, I'm telling you here that the more understanding you have, the more such things don't move you. Yes. Because this is how Satan works. It is his work to spread stories. Yes. To spread stories. So me, as I minister, I minister in spite of the stories that have gone around about me. That is all. I am a minister of the gospel in spite of whatever anybody says. So I'm in the midst of it. Just like Jesus. Jesus was ministering in spite of all that they said about him. Yes. In the presence of devils, he was ministering. That is ministry. That is ministry. Look at anybody who has ever been in the ministry. It is all these things are part of what you, you lift through and minister in the midst of. Yes. But just remember that. Okay. So that you, you really be as stable and understand. So this morning, I'm trying to let you understand that, you know, teaching about doing the work of God, right? You see, it is, it is, it is, it is the beautiful message. It's a beautiful job from a beautiful message. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Forget about yourself. Forget about your needs. As a young person, as a middle-aged person, as a wife, as a mother, as a father, as a business person, you know, forget about yourself for a moment. And not just for a moment, in your, own, in your whole life. And trust God, do you see, as you also give yourself to be involved in working for the Lord. This has been my message since I've been a Christian for so many years. And I became a pastor when I was 25 years old. Like I was called pastor. But before I'd been from about 18, 17, I was working as a pastor. But the word pastor was never used on me until I was 25 years old. And I've been doing it, encouraging people. It has generated many, many pastors and churches. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, and many things which I can't say in the pulpit. If I say, you, you, you may. Many, many things. Yeah. Even that Mercedes co uh, competition. If I wanted to join, I could have joined it. But I want to leave the members to do that car park competition. Oh, yes. Yeah, I have to leave some for others, to, others for chop some. How many will be soon part of that Mercedes car park? German club. Oh, yes. Leave it for the film stars. 
So without counting, without counting, and we know that there are 7,000 people here that are on the ground floor. Yes, before coming. Because you see, our swollen Sunday is in, in, aiming at 25,000. Yes. And I'm encouraging you to win souls. Ah. You don't know how God loves soul winners. You don't know how God favors soul winners. I'm encouraging you to feed the sheep. As we start more and more and more classes, you see that we finish church and it's now that the classes are starting. Class one is this, class two is this, class three is this, class four is this, class five is that. Teaching, teaching, feeding so that people have understanding. Matthew 13, 19. He that understandeth it not, then the enemy comes and takes away from him. I want you to understand God. Amen. And I want you to understand the church. Why you are being encouraged to serve the Lord and to work for the Lord. There is a reason why. Because it is what God said, seek ye first. First. And I will teach my Christians first. Even if you are poor, I will teach you first. Seek the kingdom of God first. No matter who you are, first God is work. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First. And all other things are bad. Alright, so I want you to join in this great work uh, everywhere. Today I met telepastors. What is a telepastor? A telepastor is, you know what a telepastor is. I don't want to bother you. A telepastor is somebody who works on the telephone as part of his pastoral work. But there were only seven of them. And we used to have uh, more than 100. So it, it's about 93 of them have fallen away. So I need more people to volunteer as telepastors. Yeah. I need more people to volunteer as missionaries. Missionaries. To Africa, to African nations, to Asia, to Europe, everywhere. More missionaries. Beautiful. You'll be shocked at what God can do for you as you serve him. What you imagine for yourself. God has imagined wilder and greater things. You know, as I became 60 years old, I realized that I don't even know what I need. The, as you get older, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's only me, but I, it's as if you don't know anything. I don't know anything. I never it looked like I never knew what to pray for. I never knew what my problems were. I didn't, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know what, the, what I actually need. Most of us don't even know what we need when we are going to marry. They'll say, I, I, I love her because she's, she's what? She makes me happy. She understands me. And what again? She has a Mordecai. <laughs> it's a new term. She has a Mordecai. And that she has a pastor or somebody who tells her and she listens. Wow. And what else? She's flowing. Hmm. She's a dancing star. 
She's happy. People don't say that she's happy. But one of the type of people that if you knew, you would have used, you would have said, I want to marry her because she's happy. It's one of the greatest qualities. Yes. Avoid the unhappy. <laughs> Mark and avoid. Avoid those who are not happy. Every day crying, weeping. Why are you weeping? Because you, you didn't visit me yesterday. Why are you crying? Because you don't love me. Oh. Saying, always questioning, accusing, querying, investigating. You are going to marry investigator, investigator, inspector. Wow. And you are, you are going to marry a brother because he's shaking car keys. He has a beard. Oh, wow. Beard. You don't know that there are lies in the beard. You know, I'm just talking to you as a family. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, I need you, all right, to believe that you need a deeper understanding. Because we don't even know what we need. Yeah. You want a man with money. How many will agree with me that rich men are more attractive than poor men? Even when they are ugly, they are attractive. Eh? Even with a pot belly and everything, they are attractive. Eh, hey, mobo. Hmm. All right. Lift your hand and say, I am increasing in my understanding. Yes. Like some of you came to church with a bus. You have to understand why you came in a bus. Yes. And some of you, you say, if you hadn't come for me, I wouldn't have come to church. You are lucky that I, I came. Your mouth. Oh, yes. So God is blessing us. Today, I want to look at what should I give. 
What should I give? Amen. Ask your neighbor, what should I give? What did they say? What is the answer to what should I give? Huh? Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first they gave their own selves. Wow. To the Lord. First, they gave themselves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. So, I want to tell you, what should you give? Give yourself. That's the greatest offering you can give is yourself. Me, as you see me here, I'm in the offering basket. I am in the offering basket. I'm in the offering basket. I've been in this offering basket for years. I am the offering. Yes, I am the offering. Yes. Give yourself. Give yourself. Is there not a song like that? Give your life. Make him the Lord of your life. Ooh, see that girl. See that boy. He's born again. Oh, yes. Uh, Bishop Parkwisi, come to me. Give me a microphone, please. Active on stage. Microphone. Now, come. Now, where you used to work where? Tell the people. I used to work with I used to work with Hello? Somebody's got to be active. Should we pawn these technical people? I think Sunday after, we have to bring them and cover them, get a bucket of water, cover them, and then we come back. So you bath before you go home. Okay. I used to work with Vodafone. Vodafone, as yes. a what? As a manager. You were a manager? Yes. You used to give good offerings, isn't it? Yes, I do, by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Because I know the church you were in at that time. And then, what happened? Um, I actually don't know where to start from. You don't know where to start from? Yes. Start from anywhere. I, 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 I felt like if I don't really give myself holy and just serve God, um, go on mission, I was going to die. You felt that if you did not give yourself, yes. you would die. I was going to die. Because in 2018, I took the family on holiday in Dubai. You took the family to yes. Dubai? Yes. Okay. On holiday. All right. So, Listen, somebody here is going for a holiday in Dubai as well. Receive this grace in Jesus' name. Amen. With the family. With the family. With the family. 
Yes. Continue. So, um, we were in the room. The, everybody was asleep. I was just at the balcony of the hotel, Novotel Boston, just enjoying the view. And you I, were enjoying the view in Dubai? Enjoy, yes. Okay. Then, I, in the room, I heard a voice. And I heard a voice that is my wife who calls me that. He calls me K. Your wife calls you K? Yes. So I heard K. Pa, Kwesi, but she calls you, she's shorting K. it to K. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, okay. So when I heard the voice, I went inside from the balcony to go and check. And I realized that she was asleep. But I thought that she was probably teasing me or pulling my leg. So I just stood there for a while, then I went back. Like you thought that maybe she came and said, okay, then yes. she went to lie down and pretend that she was asleep. Yes. Yeah, so um, the second time, then the third time, I went to hide myself at the curtain. So that if she, she you heard the K again. Again. So the second time, so now the, the, the second time I went back and I realized that she was still asleep. So I went to hide myself at the curtain. You went to hide in the curtain? Yes. So that if it happens that she could have said, well, I've cut you. Wow. This is what we call a cuckoo romance type of, I mean, a light type of romantic, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in Dubai calling out special names. Yes. Otherwise, you will not hear. Quiet. Already, what you have heard has blessed you already. Yes? So I heard the voice again, Daddy, for the third time. But this time, I realized that, no, it cannot be here because her posture and the way she was just... So when I just... I was just standing there looking at her. Then I heard that, I thought you said you love me. Wow. So... Um, I, I, I don't know how I was feeling, but I started trembling. So I felt I was lying on the ground and I, I started crying. And I said that, yes, I will serve you. So straight away, I think I called Bishop Pintefu, Bishop Bequin, and I said that, can I get a job in Dubai and stay here and be a missionary? Because I don't want to come back. So I started looking for a job in Dubai. And it's, somebody even in the process even took my money to give me a job to stay there, to work, because, so I started looking for a place, I was with her, I said, let's, let's go and look for a room, let's go and look for a place. Then when we came back, and I spoke to uh, Bishop Bequen, he said that the greatest miracle you have given me is to tell me what you've told me. Then I went to Bishop Interfo, and I said, Bishop Interfo, you need to send me now. So should I resign tomorrow? He's like, no, that's not how you resign. I said, no, I need to go now, I mean now. So it was back. But you were a manager at Vodafone. I was a manager at Vodafone. And when I was leaving, actually, they offered me more money. They, they really wanted you? They wanted me to stay, by the grace of God. Because I, very, I was a very diligent worker. Wow. Wow. He heard a voice that said, I thought you loved me. I thought you loved me. Wow. It's just like from today you can teach. Yes. 
And then what happened? Then, so he said, okay. Because he just realized that I was actually, I became a thorn in his flesh. I was almost a calling A thorn him in whose flesh? Bishop Interfo's flesh. Okay. I was almost calling him every day. Every, everywhere I see him, in a day I can ask the same question about 10 times. Wow. When, when, when am I going? Then uh, an opportunity came. So, okay, then let's check this. Let's check. So I kept checking, checking. Then it's okay, you are going. But before you go, you have to see your father. Before. Then I came, turned stand around. Here I am as a missionary. But wow, he's right. now in Kenya as a missionary. And he just became a bishop. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, Friday. By Friday. The he became a bishop and he's one of the bishops in Kenya. I thought you loved me. I thought you loved me. You see, the first, what should I give? It's yourself. The, like I said, I'm standing in the offering basket. I'm the offering. And this man, he is the offering. He's the offering. So when Bishop Interfield introduced him to me and his wife, I said, is this guy serious? You know, we have various things to do to show whether you are serious. So after some time, I realized that he was very serious. I've never heard this story before. This is my first time on earth. I never knew this. But this is how God calls and God requests especially the call of love. I thought you loved me. If you love me, feed my sheep. And by the grace of God, he started to work with the crusade, healing Jesus campaign, and then eventually a door opened, and he's in Kenya, somewhere in Kenya. What a blessing. What a blessing. So give Give yourself, huh? Give your life, give your life, make him the Lord of your life. Ooh, see that boy, see that girl, she is born again. Oh, yes, beautiful. I will always encourage you to work for him. I will always encourage you to love him. I would always encourage you to put yourself, the whole of you, into that basket. Since God called me till the last day of my life, I will be encouraging people to, to give yourself to him. Not to me, to him. All that the church does is to provide you a platform or an, a, a way by which you could also serve him. That's all. And I'm so excited. Being on mission. Yes, tell when, me. When a soul is saved, the joy that you receive can never be compared to the bonus your company can give you. It can never say, be compared. Say, say, can you hear him? Can yeah. you hear him? I don't know if they can hear him. His microphone. Being yeah. on mission. Yes. To see a soul, mm. a foreigner, somebody you don't know, somebody yes. you don't understand his language. To say that he has given his life to Christ. Yes. The joy that comes in you yes. can never be compared to the bonus your company will ever bonus. give. Bonus. Yeah. You used to receive bonuses. Oh, a lot of them. My voucher was somebody's pay. Your voucher yes, was somebody's, somebody's pay. pay. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know what that means, but I'm sure it, it means something powerful. 
Thank you. Thank you. I want Gustav. Come to me. Now, this is Bishop Gustav. All right. Huh? Hi. Now, in the world, what, what was your life like? Tell the people. Hey. <laughs> Microphone. Wow. That the other that I can say is it was a wild life. A wild life. Yeah, a wild life. Uh, I, I just want to share a few. I had two friends. One of them I used to chase girls with. He died of AIDS. You used to chase girls, girls with that with, guy. Mm, He's dead of AIDS. Yeah, he died of AIDS. And I, another guy I used to drink with him. He died of alcohol. And I'm alive. He died of alcohol. Yes. Tell your neighbor, you can die of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, And your mother, was your mother worried about you? Yes. Very, very well worried. Very, very, very worried. Because I remember uh, I finished Legon 1994. And, and I, I, left, I, I left for the UK. He finished Legon in 1994 and left for the UK. Yeah, and I left that. And I met this same church in London. And I, I, I joined the church. When I came back, I remember clearly that my, my first day, that I saw my, my mother, as soon as I put my, my back down, I said, Mommy, let's, let's, let's pray. After the prayers, I saw tears in, uh, in her eyes. Very, very tearful, shocked. That, Why? That I've changed. She used to pray for you? Yes, yes. That, that day, I actually heard it after she has passed on. A, a guy said that your mother will come for prayer meeting and anytime we ask has anybody got anything that we can pray for my mother will say that I want you to pray for my son uh, why because I was bad <laughs> because you were bad <laughs> so then you came to the church yes then I, I came to the church. I joined the church in 1997. And a friend invited me to church. And I think that the friend didn't invite me to church just because he knows I can do anything for God. But I sensed that he thought I would die. So actually, he sensed that you would die. Yeah, so I actually invite him to church. Somebody knew him and sensed that he was going to die. And he invited him to church in 1997. 1997. Battersea branch. Battersea. Yeah. Of the church. And then you went to... And then 2002, you sent me to Leeds. 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 And he was in Leeds. He was in Leeds. As a lay pastor. And what happened? And then... I pastored Leeds Church for 12 years, and I, I became a teacher in the UK. Mm. Yeah, I, trained, I trained to be a teacher, and I, I taught in the UK for about 10 years. Wow. Then you, you asked me to go to Portugal. Portugal? He was happy in Leeds. 
When? Yeah, he was the king of the north. <laughs> the king of the north. Northern churches. And I asked you to go to Lisbon. Lisbon. Yes. He was the one that tried to start a church there. And one day. And one day, December 28, 2014, you called me. I called you? Yeah. Myself? Yeah, yourself. Okay. It was the first time. I was very shocked. Microphone? Uh, yes, I was very shocked that you said, is that good stuff? I said, yes. I said, good stuff, I want, you to, I want you to go to Uganda. But that day I will say that upon all the things, I thank you for sending me to Uganda. I'm more happy in Uganda than in the UK. Wow. But were you afraid? I was afraid. Daddy, how do you know? I'm surprised. I was... <laughs> I was very afraid. I thought that my life, that, that's it, that's it. But another thought came to me that God will not call me and spoil my life. Wow. And you've been in Uganda now for how many years? Uh, eight years now. Eight years. Working and building a church. I wish we had a picture of his church. What's the name of the area? Uh, in Tinder. In Tinder. Yes. In Tinder Church. And you, have you met the president of Uganda? Twice. Twice. Yes. As he's been in Uganda. <laughs> Did you meet David, uh, David Cameron when no, you were no, in the no, UK? No, no, no. I've never been a, a, a local council person. Amazing. And so you are glad, yes? Yeah, and daddy, uh, in the UK, uh, as a teacher, you see this, English children will insult you. But in, in, in Uganda, I, cont I continue to be a teacher, and uh, I became the principal of an international school. Oh, yes. A, a school that pays $10,000 a year. I, I ran the school for three years. Wow. And, and now he's a bishop. Yes. So, we need you to go back to the UK. No, 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 no. Daddy, no, no, no. Amazing. I will always be encouraging people to work for the Lord and to serve the Lord. Yes. But you see, do you know why I called you? Yeah. I called you because I had the confidence to call you. Because I can't call everybody. Yeah. And I said, I called you myself. Go to Uganda. It will be a blessing. The church will work. Many people will be saved. I just came from Uganda. We had a beautiful yeah. camp over there. Amazing. Thank you, Pastor Thank Gustav. You. Bishop Gustav. Oh, yes. And many, there are many, there are many ABMTC students, uh, graduates, this, there are a lot of them becoming bishops and serving the Lord. I want you to understand why you are doing these things. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and first give yourself. First thing is to give yourself. That's what I'm talking about. Giving yourself. Amen. Now, let us 
go on to what else should you give? All right? And you should give the tithe. Why? Number one, I want you to give the tithe. Everybody here should give 10% at least. 10% is a guide for you. Number one, it shows your respect to God. Your respect for God. Amen. Proverbs 3 verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance. You see, honor, what is honor? Everybody say honor. honor. I can't hear those in the corner. Honor. honor. Honor is respect. So I want you to understand giving. It's about respect. That's why sometimes somebody will come with a gift. And the person who needs the money, the person will not give the money to that person. But will rather give it to somebody who even doesn't need it. Because you are trying to not to, it's not about meeting somebody's needs, but you are trying to show respect. I respect you. I honor you. So money is used to honor. So giving to God is, I respect God. You know, my father-in-law, my, my wife's father, when we used to visit him in Takradi, when we sit in the car and we are coming to drive to Accra, he will say, let us pray. We have all sat in the car. They say, let us pray. He will pray a long prayer for us. You know, in meeting him, one of the things that I kept on feeling is like the consciousness of God let us pray. Praying that we've come, pray for us, and even his respect for me. You know, because I'm a child. You know, his, his children, some of his children, some of his children were like even 70 years old and things. You know? So, I'm even low down. But the respect that he showed me, he said, oh no, bishop, bishop, here, sit here with them, and he'll call me to sit with the Methodist bishops. And I said, ah, I'm with the children. We are in the corner here. We are happy. <laughs> he had respect for church. Camp meetings. He could come for a camp, but you see him sitting at the back, wide awake. Throughout, he'll be there. I remember one camp in America. He was sitting there with his wife. Throughout, I was praying for people till way after midnight. He was alert and awake, watching, listening. Just respect. Money shows your respect, what you respect. And when you respect somebody, it activates the person towards you because everybody moves away from disrespect and you move towards places where you are respected. So understand that giving your tithe shows your respect for God. That God, I respect the fact that you are the one who is looking after me. As I can say that, my own power has got me what I have. No. So your tithe is your respect. So when you eat it, you are showing a whole, I don't know which God. One brother, I invited him to pay tithes. 
And he said to me, <laughs> you know what he said? He said two questions. He said, do you know how much I earn? And then the second thing he said to me was that I don't earn CDs. Tell somebody, sorry for left. He told me, I don't earn CDs. And number, number two, do you know how much I earn? You want me to pay tithes? Huh. So, I just want you to know, uh, when you respect, do you see, you'll find. Now, one day this fellow who asked me that, do I... Do I know how much he earns? And do you know what he paid? He came to see me with another man. And the man told me that. He said, when I sit on the toilet, I'm trying to poo-poo. Excuse me. Excuse me, eh? You righteous people were looking at me with glasses. I don't know where you are from. He said, and I push, nothing comes. So he said, I went to see a friend who was a doctor. And the doctor looked under and he said, what I saw is not good. And he, he gave him some time to be alive. Yes. Now, he came with this guy. Then when the guy finished talking, and he said, and my own case, he said, now, I've also developed a disease. And he said, my trousers, I bought them at a shop called High and Mighty. He said, but now, I've lost all the weight, and none of them fits me. And I have this either cancer or some disease that he has. So the two of them were sitting there. And he said, I've brought my tithe. You see, because initially you may think that you are earning dollars and you don't have respect for God. But you see, there are things which money cannot do, money cannot buy, money cannot change. Oh, yes. That's why it's like you don't have to wait before you show respect to God. Lest you see something that only God can do. I remember one guy. I was watching him. He was, he was on stage. And then I, I heard, and actually I should say I saw. I said, the man is dead. The man on the stage was dead. But he was standing, he was talking. But I didn't know there was anything wrong with him. Then, at a lunch, he, he, he gave a speech. And he said, I would have been dead when I had this disease. When I checked on the internet about that disease, they gave a time. Now, when this man was speaking, are you listening? When this man was speaking, 
you see that he was a millionaire. So he used money. So from the time that he was diagnosed, he, 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 that, number one, doesn't sit on a normal plane again. Number two, he moves with his doctor. Hmm? So even where he was, his doctor, he has brought, he has brought the doctor. But what I read on the internet, exactly according to the time, he was, he was, he was. I told you that was like the last time I saw him, I think. He was gone. With private, private plane, doctor, everything. You see, you may say you don't respect God. And that's what the Bible says, honor the Lord, like show God respect. Show God respect with money. Honor the Lord with thy substance or with money. And with the first food, showing God that you are the first. By the way, you are the first. By the way, you are the first. Oh, uh, you, are not a, you are not a second thought. What should you give? Learn to give your tithe, your first fruit. To show God, I respect you. I respect you. I'm telling you things. There's, not, there's no fable in all the stories I'm telling you. There are people that have encountered Number two, you show that you remember God. Oh, yes. Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said, beware, verse 11. Um, uh, He says, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten, this is what happens when we eat. Lest when thou hast eaten and thou art full, and hast built goodly houses, and hast dwelt therein, verse 13, and when thy heads and thy flocks are multiplied, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Let me tell you something. Paying your tithe shows that, oh, I remember. I remember God. I remember God. I remember God. Okay? Do you understand why you should pay tithes now? Ask your neighbor, do you understand why you should pay tithes now? Number one is what? It shows that you honor God. Number two, it shows that you remember everything. Yes. Because everything was not multiplied like how it is multiplied today. Or one day it will be multiplied. Today you don't have anything, but one day it will be multiplied. All that thou hast is multiplied. Thy silver is multiplied. Thy gold is multiplied. Thy houses are multiplied. Thy herds and thy flocks are multiplied. Then thou forget the Lord, Lord thy God. Okay? So I'm just trying to show you why, we, why you should give. I've been talking about giving yourself, but now I'm talking about giving money, at least 10%. Show God that I remember, Lord, I remember. I remember when I couldn't give an offering of 10 CDs. 
How many have struggled to give 10 CDs before? Lift your right hand, everybody. Lift your right hand before everyone. How many can give 10 CDs easier today? Raise your hand. Oh, yes. Everybody is raising their hand twice in this room. That means that you have moved along and what you have has been at least multiplied to some extent. People that have pastored have prospered. I, I decided to raise money to build 500 buildings. Now people have crossed and they've paid. And so we have been forced to change the target from 500 to 600. Now it's not a new project, but that new project will come. But this one, because too many people were crowding, everybody wanted to be in part of the first whatever. My church members have never had such type of money before. But today, many people that have been pastoring have at least got to a certain level. And the Bible says that you must show that you remember God. God, you must show God that you remember him. That's all that you must do. Please, uh, there is a great curse and punishment for not remembering. Oh, yes. No, no, yesterday my mother was traveling. I went to the airport I, to see her. I look at my mother who came to this country 60 years ago. And as I was looking after her and escorting her gently, I said, this woman looked after me and cared for me. Anything she understood. I want to break this glass. I said, anything she understood it. When I was even doing the church, she understood, even though she didn't understand. Huh? How can you understand your son get up and says he's starting a church? There's nothing like that in the world. See that you remember. Do you know that most of the things that your parents have done for you, 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 not that you don't remember, you can't remember. Can you remember being carried? I saw somebody recently, I don't know who, she's had a baby. She was holding the baby. I was looking at her, her body is distorted. Her life is changed. You see her, she cannot do it, holding the baby. And you can't drop the baby, eh? You can't drop it. If you drop it, you become a mental patient. It's not a small thing to be a mother. Some of you, and you see somebody remove the, his mother's wig and use it to slap her. I don't even understand what is happening. Try to be somebody who remembers, remember. And God said that when you are blessed and things are plenty, or at least compared to before, Show God that you remember. Yes. Show God that you remember. Take away the burdens from the house of God. Do something wonderful for God. And I thank God. Since I asked the people to build, they built the, they built the buildings. We've dedicated 400 and something. We are left with the last about 60. And then we'll be dedicating more. Oh, yes. Aha. Uh -huh. 
So tithing, it shows that you remember. Number three, how many are understanding uh, giving tithes? Raise your hand if you understand. And if there is somebody standing next to you who doesn't understand, check his mental temperature. Maybe there's a problem that we need admission after church. Number three, every time you tithe, you worship God. You actually, it's a form of worship. Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 10. It says, now, listen, oh, behold. It, 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 the whole of Deuteronomy 26 is about the tithe. It says, I have brought the first fruits of the land, which thou, O Lord, has given me. Eh? I've brought what? I've brought what? I have brought what? I, are you with me? Oh, are you still? I have brought the first fruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And thou shalt set it, put it before the Lord, thy God, and worship, and worship, and worship before the Lord thy God. You put it as your worship. It's part of your worship to God. Listen. Paying tithes is part of your human Christian worship. Money is not separated from, it's from your life and therefore it will not be separated from your worship. Man, you, you, when we sit here, are we all conscious of how much money we have, how much is in your phone, in your card, in your this, in wherever you keep it? Are you not or you are not? Yes. How could it be separate from your worship? Look at verse, the verse again. It says, now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land, the tithe, the first things that he came. Which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. You set it there and worship. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Church, church, it's time for us to worship God with our tithes. People use juju. They go to see malams. They go to see witches, wizards, everything. They pay money. Eh? And they go back to say thank you. They give money to these people. They bow down. They enter rooms and they go and they, they take powers. And you have a God whom you serve. You don't show that you show respect. It shows your respect. You know, one time I went to visit a president of a country. Yes. Verse 4. Number 4. Every time you tithe, you show your respect for holy things. You show your respect for what? Holy things. Concerning the tithe of the head. Leviticus 27 verse 30. What does verse 30 say? Leviticus 27 verse 30. All the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's. And it is holy unto the Lord. 
Amen. Whenever you tithe, you show respect for holy things. You know, I've met many different presidents and heads of state. One time I went to a head of state house. Actually, I was supposed to see him at the whatever place, but because of the time, it wasn't possible. He said, I should come to his house. So we went there in a convoy. And when we got there, he received me in his own house. It was even in the evening. He sat there with his wife, and I came as an evangelist. He doesn't know me from anywhere. Showed me such respect. Welcome to our country. Hmm? Then afterwards, he called for somebody, and the person brought a package. Here is money. For whatever it is you are doing. And he blessed us and blessed the crusade. I mean, you could see the respect and the honor. That's what I'm trying to say. Honor. What was the first one? Honor. The second one was what? Remembrance. He must remember when he was not the head of state. And then number three? Worship. And then number four? Respect for holy things. He saw me as a holy man of God. And he showed that respect. You remember. As I'm preaching, he comes to mind. You remember people that showed that respect. So giving your tithes. But not all heads of state do that. Not all heads of state do that. You will be one of the people that respect God. Ask your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I hope you are learning something today. No, tell the person, Charlie, I'm tired of sitting by people who don't understand anything. I need to be sure that you are learning something today. Yeah. Are you learning something today? Hmm. Now they are on an understanding campaign. I, 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 want to, I just want to do understanding campaign when I'm preaching. Number five, every time you tithe, you obey God. Obedience. Oh, yes. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 14. Deuteronomy 26. What does he say? I have not eaten thereof in my morning. That means I have not used my tithe money for funerals. Huh? Neither have I taken away any out for any unclean use. That means I didn't use it for shopping. I didn't use my tithe in Accra Mall or West Hills Mall. Or Adenta Mall, or which other is the latest mall? Huh? China Mall. I didn't use my tithe in China Mall. Nor given out thereof for the dead. But I have hearkened. I have done what? Hearkened to the voice of the Lord. My God, and I have done according all, to all that thou hast commanded me, the tithe. I've done it, Lord. Oh, may you be a tither, at least your 
And I tell you, if you can pay tithes on CDs, one day you'll be paying tithes in dollar. Ask your neighbor, do you have any dollar? God is going to bless you to be paying tithes in dollars. Receive the grace of... And I promise you, whether economic a year or economic a year or economic a year, you are going to be prospering in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Number six, every time you tithe, you demonstrate you have faith in God. Faith in God. I'm a man of faith. And a man of faith is going to move mountains. Malachi chapter 3. Bring ye all the ten. Verse 10. Bring me all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Prove me. Prove me. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Listen. If you bring the tithes into the storehouse, I promise you, there where you are staying, there will be no space to park the cars. Where, where you are staying, there will be no space to park the cars that God will give you in the name of Jesus. There will be no space to pack the provisions. Receive provisions, oh! Receive provisions, oh! Your sacks of rice, your gallons of oil, your uh, tins of tuna, cartons of milk, luncheon meat, corned beef, and what again? Tinapa, and what? Milo. You not struggle to buy Milo. You send them to go and buy one Milo sachet, Milo sachet from here. And milk powder, such a hey, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, your storehouse will be overflowing. According to my scripture, it says, I will pour you out a blessing. There will not be enough room to receive it. Your wardrobes already they are overflowing. Receive overflowing wardrobes. I hear. Princess Diana, I, uh, her wardrobe was, is it 12? How many townhouses? There was houses. That's her dresses. As for Princess Diana, I think a dream for a girl. Because as for all girls, or many girls, or some girls, I beg you girls, a lot of girls like dresses. You will not easily repeat a dress. Like, like if you have a dress this year, it will not show up again this year. Next time it shows up will be next year. Receive, you see, some people, not, these people, they don't believe all these things. Oh. Listen. How many have hangers to hang your dresses on? Do your hangers have numbers on them? Lift your hands. 
May your hangers now have numbers. Numbers. In the name of Jesus. You see, some of you have not seen the ones with numbers before. One time I was in Hollywood somewhere. Oh, you'll be there. I was in, I was, I was in Beverly Hills, actually, to be precise. Yeah. And somebody showed me, took me to the wardrobe. And I saw the numbers. When I wear number 24, then it, it goes to the end. Then it's now 25. Do you understand how or, or it becomes to avoid whatever? You are addressed as you've got opportunity to be warned today. That's your opportunity for the next one year or two years. Receive the grace of God upon you in the name of Jesus. Your shoes, they will be like a carpet that are covering all the floor. There's nothing like too many shoes. I said there's nothing like too many shoes. These are the blessings of paying tithes. If you don't believe it, be there. Ask your neighbor who is looking at you with glasses and say, Hey, Charlie, here we don't tell this type of righteousness. I mean, looking at us and despising us. We, we are happy here. We are happy. Oh. We are happy. God said, Bring tithes, and I will prove to you. Oh, yes. Church. Tell somebody, church, yes. a blessing is coming your way. That is why I pay tithes. That's why you should pay tithes. God is using tithes to prove himself. God will do. When Jesus multiplied the bread, no, then it was wild. They wanted to make him a king. Even when he raised Lazarus from the dead, they didn't want to make him a king. But when he multiplied the bread, they said, hey. There is something here. Something is moving around here. Receive a blessing in the name of Jesus. Wow. 5,000 people they were chewing. Hmm. Number seven. Every time you tithe, you appreciate full-time ministry. Where are the full-time pastors and bishops? Wave your hand. You see, these guys are full-time. They've been in full-time ministry for years. You show appreciation for full-time ministry. Yes. That's all, all that they do. They do church from morning to evening every day. And the tithe is used to look after the priests. Alright? Now, the pastors, Nehemiah 13, and I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them. For the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled. They were what? Fled. Change the version, please. Change the version quickly. Also, I found out that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers who did the work had fled. Change the version, please. ERV. Change to ERV, please. Uh huh. I also heard that the people had not given the Levites their share. So the Levites and singers had gone back to work in their own fields. 
Pastors had gone to work in their fields. It means I've gone back to Kolebu. Should I return to Kolebu to work there? You think they will not take me if I go to Kolebu? Why they will, they will take me? Apply as an MO, medical officer. Or Manprobi Polyclinic. Yes, everybody fled. They said, ha, full-time ministry. Charlie, I beg. Bye. And they fled. So we want to look after our pastors and missionaries even better. Oh, yes. It doesn't mean people will not be disgruntled. But we don't want anybody to flee. Supposing you come and all the bishops and pastors say, Charlie, uh, this one says I'm going to Dubai. This one says I'm going here. This one says I'm going here. And there'll be no more pastors in the church. Huh? That, that would be a problem. Hmm. All right. Number eight. Every time you tithe, you demonstrate your belief in eternity. Yeah. It means you believe in heaven. How do I know? Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. What does it say? Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Where moth and rust doth corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Oh, yes. How many are going to lay up treasures in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt and where thieves do not break through or steal? When you get to heaven, you'll be shocked. One lady, she was a rich woman, eh? and uh, she died when she went to heaven. I heard one pastor telling this story. When she got to heaven, she was escorted by, I don't know whether Peter, Judas, I don't know who escorted her to an area, okay? And it was like a dormitory. But she was a very wealthy woman on earth. Now, when she got there, her house help also died and came. So when she was taken to the dormitories, she saw up on a hill a mansion so she's, they asked, this your, yeah, this is your place. So he said, who is there? He said, oh, that's your house help. House. The woman said, what? My house up there and I'm here. She said, yeah. When she was on earth, the small pay that you gave her, she would give everything. She would sow seeds and so on. So she built up for herself treasures. And you... You will give something, but it, is not, it was not compared to what you, what you were supposed to give. So this is your... She said no. She said, my friend, here we don't argue here. <laughs> Lucifer has already come and gone. We are resistant to those things. <laughs> hey! Tell your neighbor, my house will be very nice in heaven. Very nice. Number 10. Number 9. When you, when you pay your tithe, you get a blessing and avoid a curse. 
Will a man rob God? Yes, you have robbed me. Amen. You have robbed me in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse because you have robbed me. How many want to steal from God? God, I'm stealing from you. God, oh. I'm stealing from God. One day some armed robbers, I think it was in Tema, they went to a house and there was, they thought it was a usual campaign. They were on stealing campaign. When they entered the house, the guy who was staying in the house was a U.S. Marine. Yeah. Now, I mean, the guy slaughtered, he slaughtered them. You know, when they slaughtered, they put you outside the, the wall. Yes, they slaughtered, he slaughtered them. And he went to steal from the wrong house. Tell your neighbor, Charlie, when you steal from God, you are stealing from the wrong household. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So let's go through from number one. I need you to have understanding. Number one is what? Give to God yourself in the offering basket. Amen. Number two. What should I give? Give your tithe. Why should you give your tithe? I cannot hear you. Ready, go. Look, it's on the screen if you didn't write the note. If you didn't write the note, take your phone and take a screen. A, uh, uh, what do you call it? What is it called? Screenshot. Yeah, take a screenshot of it. Okay, let me give you number 10. You demonstrate that you know the source of your blessings. You know, you show that you, I know the source of my blessing. That's why I give my time. I know the source. I know the source. All right? Now, let's put the 10 reasons why we pay tithe. Now, dear, everybody understands tithing. Is it not true? Did I give you scriptures? Let's put the reasons back on the screen, please. Number one. Oh, number one. Ready, go. It shows your respect for God. Number two. You show that you remember. We will remember. We will remember, we will remember the work of your hands, mm-hmm. and we will stop, oh yes, and give you praise, for great is your faithfulness. Tell your neighbor, as for me, I will always remember, I will always remember. Number three, what does it do? What did he say? He said, I will take my tithe and I will put it before the Lord and I will worship. Is it not so? Oh, yes. You put it there and you, you worship. Deuteronomy 26.10 and worship before the Lord. Number four. Your respect for what? Holy things. That's when I told you the story of the president of a certain country. He said, have this. And he gave, he gave a big offering. He gave a huge offering. He said, take this. And there are people who respect holy things. Yes. Now, number five. You obey God. Why, why does it matter if you obey God? 
Obeyers are the guys who get promoted. Even with me, those who obey, when I, they work for me and they do this, they just obey. They, get, they go higher. Those who don't obey, they don't do well. Number six. When you tithe, you demonstrate you have faith in your Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I, Lord, believe. I believe. All oh. things are possible. Lord, I believe. Come on. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Oh, beautiful. The next point. Number seven. Every time you type, you appreciate full time. Do you appreciate me being in full time ministry? Do you appreciate I've been working in the house of the Lord all these years? I haven't tried to get any other job. I've not applied anywhere. I've not tried to get a visa to go somewhere. I'm just here working for the Lord. Do you appreciate it? You have to show appreciation by paying your tithe. It shows that you appreciate what is good. Yes. And then, now every time you tithe, you demonstrate your belief in eternity, in heaven. Laying up for yourself treasures in heaven. Me, when I get to heaven, I'll be rich by the grace of God. Somebody was talking about his boat, his yacht, his this, all my yachts are in heaven. Charlie, you guys, don't be jealous when we get to heaven, you see that I'm cruising by. I come with my eternal Mercedes Benz. I'll fly by you. The cars in heaven, they'll not be like this. I mean, normal Toyotas that you are using. Some of you will still be walking. Hmm? You've gone to heaven, ah, you are still on the pavement looking for taxis. Hey, hmm. Number nine. When you pay your tithe, you gain a blessing and avoid a curse. And number 10, you show, I can't hear you. You show that you know the source of your blessing. All right. Now, how many have got this book? Tithing, why non-tithing Christians become poor. This is chapter 20 that I'm preaching to you from, chapter 20 of that book. So if you have the book. Just go to chapter 20. It is chapter 20 that I appreciate. Simple and short. All the points are there. All the verses are there. If it's not biblical, throw it away. If it's biblical, obey it. Yes. How many of you don't have my books? I'm giving it to you free. When you raise your hand, it's not like something bad will happen to you. How many have the books? Or at least you have it on your phone. Everybody must have it free. I'll give you 100. And if I write three more, I'll give you the three free. Yes. Just, you just need to have a phone or whatever. You can have it. It's a blessing. All right. Stand to your feet, everybody. You want to continue, eh? Okay. It's good. It's good. Tonight we have a concert. Reasonable service. Tell somebody, reasonable service. service. Uh, It's not going to be live, so you need to, uh, you need to be here to enjoy it. Amen.
How many have been enjoying first love music? Oh, what a blessing. Tell your neighbor, me, I will be paying title. Me, I don't want to sit near people that don't pay title. Shall I tell you something that happened? You know, one day, there was a church and they were having a convention. And then the visiting preacher arrived at the airport. So somebody in church who had a car, was, he used his car to pick the guy. So when they were going, the pastor, the man of God who had come, was this, he was sitting at the back, he was talking to the guy. Oh, how long have you been in the church? When did you join the church? He told him. So as they were talking, they said, do you pay tithes? <laughs> the, the person, he was, he was, I said, ah, sometimes, you know, I don't. Do you know what the man of God said? Stop the car. Stop the car now. He said, I need to get out. I'm in danger. Because he said, there's a curse. I don't need any curse. I don't want to be in any curse. curse. Stop the car now. Hmm. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. No, I'm afraid to sit by you. I don't know what will come out of your chair if you don't pay tithes. I need tithe. I need to sit by a tither. All right. Close your eyes for a moment. Father, thank you for blessing us to pay tithes. Touch every life. Put your hand on your heart. The Lord, I want to show you respect and honor all the days of my life. Not just today. Not just if I belong to this church, but always I want to honor you. I always want to respect you. I always want to remember you. I always want to show I appreciate you. I appreciate full-time ministry. I appreciate serving you. I remember the source of everything you've given to me. Thank you. Lord, give us a, re- a remembering heart and deliver us from a forgetful spirit. We give you thanks and we praise you for this blessing of understanding that has come into every life and every heart today. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. As your head is bowed, your eyes are closed. You want to give your life to Jesus. Somebody invited you to church. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe you were invited, but today you want to take this opportunity and give your heart to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your hand like that. I want to give my life to God. Lift it up high. I want to be born again. Lift it up. I see your hand. I see your hand, and I see all your hands over there. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to Jesus, come to me in the front, in the pulpit here. I'm going to pray for you here. Come right now. Come right now. Come. God bless you. Come running. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus Come on, my friend. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. It will provide your healing. Come run into that mercy seat. Oh, come on. Come on. Oh, come run in. Come run in. Come run into that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. 
your hands up like this and say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I can't hear you. Say, Lord Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I give my heart to God. I give my life to Jesus Christ. I am your child. Oh God, from today. From today, I am your child. In Jesus' name. Say after me, Satan. Satan. In the name of Jesus. I will not follow you again. I belong to God. And I will serve God. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now all of you here, we are going to a class. You say classes. Say classes. I want to teach you something. And it will change your whole life. From now till the last day that you die. The day that they are even buying your coffee. You see that what we are going to teach you today is more than everything. Amen. So follow the pastor. He says, follow me, pastor. Just go, just go with them to this way. Go with them this way. God bless you. Take your holy communion. Take your holy communion. Those of you online, watching online, holy communion. Father, thank you for this holy, 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 holy communion. Bless our lives as we receive of your holy bread and we receive of this power, the body of Jesus Christ. blood I will pass over you the blood of Jesus now lift your hands for your blessing may you be protected from armed robbery shout your loudest amen when I see the blood I will pass over you May you be protected from financial bankruptcy. Let me hear your loudest amen. May you be protected from natural disasters. In the name of Jesus. May you be protected from bodily harm. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear your loudest amen? May you be protected from failure in your exams. May you be protected in the name of Jesus. 
May the blessing of the Lord come over you. Anyone who is planning meeting to harm you, to hurt you, may you be protected from that evil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the blessing of the Lord rest upon you. May you be blessed to always pay your tithes and honor God. Remember God and respect God all the days of your life. Whatever you couldn't accomplish for the first nine months of this year, may this latter part of the year contain your greatest blessings of all. In the name of Jesus, may everything that has been slow in coming be fast tracked in this last quarter of the year. By 31st December, there will not be any target that you set that you have not accomplished. Receive the grace to accomplish everything that you have determined to accomplish this year. In Jesus' mighty name. I see somebody becoming a pastor, somebody becoming a minister, somebody becoming a missionary, fulfilling your heart's desire for God's work. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone shouted, Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord make his face to shine on you. The Lord encourage you. The Lord hasten all things to their conclusion in this latter part of the year. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.